I'm Amanda. And I'm Mike. And this, this is Saturday, Saturday Morning, Morning Cereal. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Cereal. I'm here with Mike and Maddie. He's a Cereal fan member as well. So welcome back, Maddie. Thank you very much. Maddie, you have a podcast now, so why don't you introduce it and tell us about it? Yeah, my uh, podcast is with my buddy Tyler. The or the show is called No Nerds Were Harmed. We talk about movies, comics, games, and all things that are nerdy. Uh, we talk about nerd news, so like just things that are happening in pop culture or just things that are happening with DC or Marvel. We'll, we'll discuss those for a little bit, and then we'll have a topic for each episode, and then we'll let everybody know what we're reading and playing and watching recently and then we'll tell everybody what's going on in the next episodes is usually how our show runs cool cool uh make sure you go check out maddie's podcast it's awesome um today's episode's going to be a little different because i'm going to be interviewing mike and maddie because mike you made a film called mock I did, yes. So I'm going to be asking you and Maddie questions about the creative process you did um, making Mock. It'll give the viewers a really good insight on what goes into making a film and the hard work and the dedication. So starting off, how did you and Maddie meet? You want to take this mic or you want me to handle this? I mean, you Uh, guys are bros. (laughs) (laughs) All I remember was we met in Miss Wren's graphic design class. Yeah, that's right. We had a graphic design class, and I sat in front of Mike, and he was very much the nerdy guy in the room with me. Like, everything that he was drawing was something that had to do with a comic book character, or it was somebody, something like Comic-Con. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I know that when I looked at his artwork. I was like, I could talk to this guy. And we immediately, I would turn around on my desk and just do my work at his desk because we would just talk about, we would talk about Lost or Spider-Man or whatever comic book characters we wanted to talk about at that time. But that's how our uh, bromance started. Yeah. um, So yeah, we met in senior year, the second semester of senior year in high school at that class. And then when summer rolled around, like we stopped talking to each other. Like we never communicated. And then all of a sudden I met Kevin green and Kevin was looking for an editor for his movies. And then I, I actually found you on YouTube. I think Maddie probably. And then I was like, Oh, I remember this guy from high school. And then I reached out to you to meet Kevin. And then we all went and got frosty chocolate milkshakes together. (laughs) Yes, yes, we did. That's adorable. (laughs) <laughs> and then, yeah, that's that's kind of like where the real friendship started. So, yeah, yeah I remember like we went out for fro- frosty chocolate milkshakes and you met Kevin. And then one time I just picked you up and went over to our buddy Anthony's house, who was yeah. also in that who was also in that graphic design class. Yes, he was. That's right. I remember yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. It's that's so cute. I'm touched. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, you know, if you take a graphic design class, maybe you'll meet your best friend for life. That's right. Like Maddie Mike. <laughs> so how did Mock come to fruition? So back to art class. So uh, the year before I met Maddie, junior year, I was in a drawing class. And I had the wonderful teacher, Mrs. North. And she assigned us a weekly drawing 
on top of our big projects we were doing. So we had a different topic we had to draw every week. And she was like, hey, I want you all to draw a comic book superhero that you make up. I was like, I love comic book superheroes. I love comics. I love to draw. I'll, I'll do this. And then I thought, oh, shit. Like, comic book characters, they're just not, like, images. They have, like, backstories and stuff. So I told my buddy Ryan, and Ryan was like, oh, I can kind of help you create something. So we came up with this idea of uh, 9.8 being this character that could control gravity and being from the Chicago area. So I kind of developed that, and then I drew him. And then I would continue to draw him in, like, every other project I did in, in high school. So after I drew him a couple times, I started, like, creating a backstory for him, like, where he came from. And then I started writing, like, little stories, like, little short stories, like, like George McFly or something. <laughs> and uh, eventually, you know, everyone graduated from high school, and my friend Ryan went off to Columbia to learn how to write and film movies. And he came up to me one day and said, hey, I want to make a movie about 9.8. I said, well, that sounds really complicated, man. Like, isn't there like a simpler character you could do? Because that's really complicated. We don't know anything about visual effects. So <laughs> we, then just, was, we, just, we just draw things. Yeah, I just drew <laughs> things. So I was like, okay, well, what about this mock character that I made a while ago? Like, I remember watching Smallville and being really blown away by uh, Bart Allen they had on the show a couple times. And I was like, a speedster character that like puts Superman in his place? Like, that's really cool to me. Like, no one is better than Superman at anything. And then, and then this guy shows up. He's like, no, I'm the fastest guy around. That was cool. So um, we we kind of wrote out this, like, script. We had no idea how to format a script. We wrote out the script. I kind of made, like, this new story about Mach and where he comes from and, and his uh, his accent that he has and why he gets superpowers. And um, we tried to make it in... 2009 we tried to make this movie so ryan actually wanted to hold auditions for all the, the characters in the film and he had an old neighbor named trevor and trevor was kevin green kevin's editor at the time so trevor told kevin what he was doing and then kevin showed up Britt showed up and then our friend Marshall was invited by my buddy Aaron. So all these people came into Ryan Grace's basement and they auditioned for this movie and they read the script. And I was like, wow, this Kevin Green guy, he's already made two movies. Like, he must know what he's doing. I was so impressed. So I told Kevin, hey, man, I want to learn everything about what you do. I, I, I want to learn animation at school, but I, I would love to learn filmmaking on top of it. And I just want to I want to help you out. So I helped Kevin make countless movies. And the thing with Mock is that it never took off. Like we had these auditions and then we had actors drop out. Then we had we couldn't get anyone for the lead role. Like it just it just didn't happen. And eventually, I want to say in 2010, we casted this guy and we shot a couple of scenes in the movie. And then summer ended, and then the cast scattered, and the lead actor lost interest. And then, you know, Ryan was off at school, so, like, there was no one to, like, helm the project together. 
But I went over to Kevin's and I was venting to Kevin. I was like, man, this movie's never going to get made. I really want to make it. It's what got me involved in filmmaking in the first place. And he's like, well, why don't you just make it? I was like, that's a good idea. So I reworked the script and I got rid of a lot of things that I don't, I didn't think would work or we couldn't do. And I, um, I started out to get another cast and I, I called back this actor who we, we were going to cast originally when Ryan first started trying to make it. And then he dropped out again. And this was like two days before we started filming at paradise smoothies. So I needed this like actor. I was like, who am I going to call? Like, wh- who's, who's going to accept this project? For whatever reason, I had Tyler Burke's number, probably from a call sheet. Don't ever call people who are on a call sheet that you shouldn't. But I called Tyler Burke and I just like pitched him the story. I'm like, hey man, are you down? He's like, sure. Okay, whatever. So uh, we started filming that in June of 2012. And uh, that's that's how the movie came to fruition. It's it's It was a lot of trial and error. And for our listeners, uh, Kevin, he has been on this podcast. He's our horror movie fan, friend. So um, you guys have heard him. And then Marshall is also, they are a serial fan member as well. So it's so great that you just maintain these friendships through the film. Yes. And of course, Tyler, Maddie, you want to talk about your relationship with Tyler? Yeah. So Tyler is who we had mentioned, who was the main character in mock. He is also my co-host for my show or for our show. And uh, he's also a uh, serial member as well. Cause he did the mm-hmm. justice That's league right. episode. That's right. Uh, so it's, it's a full circle here of, mm-hmm. of people coming around. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a great idea for an episode. Good job, Mike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Maddie, what is your earliest memory of Mock? My earliest memory of Mock, as far as I can remember, is hearing about it for the first time was when I was helping film Kevin Green's film. And I think I saw Mike. This is so weird calling him Mike. Everyone, I call him Simic. So, listeners, Just I call me Simic. a Simic. From yeah, now Simic. On. <laughs> <laughs> so, I saw Simic walk in and he was wearing the 9.8 emblem on his t shirt. And I was like, what the hell is that? Um, and I believe our friend Marshall was the one who ended up telling me about, oh, this is the characters. This is the movie we're filming. And I was like, I had no idea that this was something going on that was aside from this project we were already working on at the time. Um, and I don't I wasn't involved in any way with the first rendition of mock. But um, I, do you remember going downtown to Chicago on the train and like shooting a scene with Marshall? as paparazzi i don't i, I don't think i don't believe that i was involved with that scene you were there man was yeah. it really i'd have to relook yeah. at footage because i don't know if i believe you you were there yeah <laughs> i don't i don't remember it i haven't seen any of this like original mock footage from from ryan for and ever so i don't know if it still exists but i still have i still have the uh scene we shot at the hub we shot one scene at the hub with marshall's character and I have that on a DV VHS tape. However, whatever format was before SD oh, was wow. like the tape. We I have that. It's just sitting on my bookshelf right now. So okay, yeah, nice. that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like some <laughs> secret thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maddie, did you ever think Mock uh, would be completed? I knew it would be completed. I know because there was a so there was a gap for listeners. There was a gap in time that you know we had started making mock 
and we got through a good percentage of it and i ended up getting a job and i kind of something i feel bad for at this point was i had to leave the project for a while and i was i was a cinematographer i was helping out with a lot of things going on on set and i kind of had to leave the project to make money and um Yes, so, we loaded off of me for the last time. <laughs> yeah, pretty. <laughs> unfortunately, yes, it it was it was a bad time, but uh, yeah. So I knew it would I knew it would get made. I knew Simic had the right mind, and he had the right crew that he was going to be having involved with him. That I knew it would get finished. Yeah, both you and Ryan left the project to work at Walmart. Different <laughs> WalMarts, but WalMarts. No, you worked at the same Walmart. We eventually worked at the same Walmart, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so what was the biggest challenge that was presented for you guys with Mock, especially you, Mike? What was your biggest challenge? Uh, definitely keeping the cast on board and the, the keeping the cast, you know, intact till the end of the movie because the original problem starting in 2009 was that, you know, we couldn't find a lead actor. But I'm so thankful I met Tyler, and Tyler's 100% committed to his craft, so... Mm-hmm. He was the best person to ask. So just, you know, actors. Um, visual effects was very hard as well. <laughs> and then um, locations was very hard as well. Getting a lot, of, a lot of the things that slowed me down were getting locations, like, you know, office buildings or warehouses, basements. Like, mm-hmm. there's great tools nowadays that you can go online. It's like Airbnb for film locations. And you just type in what you want, and then you can go rent out the property to go shoot a movie now. It's so cool. but Yeah, that's so true. Um, I don't know if like that the online actor casting thing was available yet, but I didn't know about it. So, that was yeah, everything was, everything was networking back then for me. Yeah, that was super convenient. When I made my short film, I just went on backstage, and I was able to filter like actors for free. And I found two amazing actors. For free? I mean, I mean, we paid them in, like, food and stuff, but, um, and Tyler was in my short film as well, so, you know, he's just overall a great yeah. actor and a great guy, um, and right now, he's involved in some pretty solid projects, I believe, so. He met, he met right? Marky Mark. He was in a scene with Marky Mark. Uh, yes, he was. Yeah, he's doing, a, he's doing a play right now that's, uh, gonna be starting up again, uh, the Till play about Emmett Till, so. Cool. Yes. Um, I think my biggest project, or my not my biggest project, my biggest challenge with Mock at the time was, so we keep mentioning our buddy Kevin, and that's just because he was he was the the guy who was making the films at the time, but he had left for California. So at the time, that put a big hinder in, oh man, you know, who's, who's going to make the movies now? And Simic is the one that stepped up because he was going to make Mock. And I think that him leaving made us realize, oh my gosh, we have to put the big boy pants on at this point and we have to do the scheduling and the shot list and the location scouting, just things that we weren't in responsible. We weren't responsible for doing those things. So now we had to take those on. And I think that was a big challenge, but it was, it was awesome to step up and do it because now we have that in our back pocket of, we have that knowledge. Mm-hmm. So how long did mock take to film? So like, if you really look at it on that large scale, it started in, um, I think the first scene we ever, we ever shot was with Marshall at, uh, the youth center 
for her scene. And that was like January 3rd, 2009 or something, maybe maybe 2009. And then we didn't wrap filming until, uh, the, on my version of the film, until like October 2015. So it took however many years that was. I'm so bad at math. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many, so how many, do you know how many days we ended up filming for, for the second rendition i guess of mock i want to say we did like twice a week during the summer and weekends on and off for probably like at least 15 days during the summer we shot one day in the winter and then i shot a handful of days the next summer and then we shot uh one more day in october with marshalls so it was under so it was under 30 days yeah we did it yeah Mm-hmm. And what is your guys's favorite memory of making the film? Oh man, I'm gonna I, let Maddie take this one first, so I can steal his in case I don't have one. <laughs> no, I, um, so I'd say mine was camaraderie. So Simic and I were friends beforehand, and it wasn't until Mock and working together, like we worked together on Kevin's films but we had different responsibilities with Kevin's films. So this is the one that we had to work really tight together. So we got to know each other a lot better. We got a lot closer um, while one of us was in the middle of a task or completing another task. Then the other one was off doing their thing. Cause we knew we had the things, things that had to get done. So we both had the same goal, which is just make today run smooth. And yeah, I mean, this in a way, this was another birth of our friendship. So this is my favorite memory from Mach. Oh man. Like I had, I wore so many different hats during this production that I'm going to pick one for like every responsibility that I had. Yeah. So as an actor getting to play Gunther, I really did enjoy that scene. We shot in the new Lennox commons with, uh, me, you Marshall, and then, uh, Caitlin. That was so much fun to do. Yeah. And kind of play like a bickering, like, will they, won't they relationship with uh, Caitlin's character. Um, and then as far as like directing goes, like, I love all the scenes that we got to shoot in Marshall's house. Anything between uh, Tyler's character, Pete, and then Michael Stoskis's character, Robert. All the father, all the father son stuff was so much fun to shoot. And then. I don't know if one of our bigger bigger days we shot the the kidnapping scenes. You remember? And oh, our yeah. boy, oh yeah, our boy Robbie Peterson showed up in like khaki shorts. <laughs> you, you remember this? Yeah, we we told everyone, hey, if you're gonna show up and you're gonna be these kidnappers, we need you to wear all black. So he shows up wearing khaki shorts and a t-shirt. I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, I remember that. And that same day, we got to shoot um a little party, um. We have uh, Pete coming home after his stay in the hospital, and he comes home, and his his family's throwing him a surprise party. And Tyler has this incredible like flip out, like this Christian Bale level like flip out, like I'm in a wheelchair. How dare you make light of this and everything? <laughs> and um, we had the extras there, and the extras were all friends of Marshall's, so they're they're theater people. So we told. We told the the extras that like, hey, you know, this character is going to come home. He's he's going to be recovering from this accident, but he's going to be very happy to see you. He's going to be so happy mm-hmm. to see you. And then when we shot the scene, 
we put the camera on the extras first and we let we, we let Tyler lead the scene and we caught their reaction, their legitimate like shock because Tyler just flipped out and was like screaming and yelling. It was great. That's awesome. I, I love that. Part of the fun of directing for me is being able to like I wouldn't necessarily say lie, but just give like different narratives of what's going to happen to each actor and kind of get that re- that raw reaction that you want. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So what's your guys' favorite character and or scene? This is way easy for me. My favorite character is Freddie Finch. Oh, what a good looking dude, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the character that I play for the, uh, what is it, the late night show scene? <laughs> yeah. I love that scene. Absolutely my favorite scene. Because I got to act. I, it was fun. It was, it was, you know, being behind the camera as much as I was and all everything that I was involved with, I was like, all right, cool. Let's let's get be, let's get in front of the camera this time. So that was fun. I really did enjoy. Sh- I enjoyed shooting that scene as well because you know all that fun visual effects stuff I got to do afterwards. That's right. Um, my favorite scene. Yeah, definitely that. That that scene definitely turned out really great. Uh, again, anything with Ty- with uh, Tyler and his uh, dad character. Um, and my favorite character. Gosh. Um, I suppose if I had to pick one I, I like to write the most, it's probably Killer Queen, probably Marshall's character. Because um, she's just the wild card. You never know what she's going to do. And she's just such a raw, motivated character. She's just like, I have these powers, and I just want to make money and be rich, and I could care less about fans or using my responsibility to do good. So, yeah, I like that. I think my favorite scenes in the film for one is Kevin's scenes when he's just a sarcastic asshole. I love it. And then I love it when um, people are just walking by and hitting you on the head. 9.8 on the head. Great. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. So how did this movie come together in post-production? I know I was there when you were like doing the um, animation for the beginning of the movie. So. Okay. So we, um, when I was at school learning animation, I met my buddy Josh. I met him through the film club, and he was in a couple of my classes. And originally, Maddie was going to edit this, but he was busy making bank. I did actually edit some of the scenes, and then I can't remember what happened if uh, your new editor decided he was going to re-edit the scenes or something with it. But I know I edited some scenes, that I, and I did see some scenes come together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just approached Josh and I kind of pitched him what I was doing and, and he agreed to edit the movie. So he edited the first batch of, I don't know if it was the first batch of shooting from the summer. Yeah, it must have been the first batch of shooting from the summer and then the the scenes at the office. We shot at the, we shot at the actual newspaper office. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, yeah, I would give him scenes, and he would edit them together. And then uh, the next summer, I continued to shoot, and we shot uh, the stuff in October. And we edited the movie together, and then I took it over to uh, another friend of mine, uh, Tyler Hummel. So my friend Tyler had uh, revamped the audio of the movie. And then um, I had to do the visual effects myself. And I wanted to get a friend at school to do it. But, you know, everyone was so busy and this and that. So I ended up learning how to do it all myself. And 
I guess After Effects is a great tool for me, but at the time, like, I would rotoscope Tyler out of the frame in Photoshop, and then I would just bring the footage into After Effects and speed it up. So it took quite some time to do that. Um, and then you would just do, like, simple... I would do other visual effects, like putting, like, you know, an image on a TV screen or, you know... Uh, erasing a microphone out of a shot like I would do all of that and it took a lot of time but that was really a lot of fun and then we shot the the scene in October and I actually got to bring in some of my like 3D graphics knowledge into Marshall scene with with the hula hoops and everything and after we did editing we did the sound we did visual effects I sent it over on to someone on Fiverr and they did the color correction and then I had to do, I did two opening credit, I did a closing credit sequence and an opening credit sequence. And the opening credit sequence was uh, images of a comic book that were screen caps of a movie that I had drawn out and yeah. flipped through like a comic. And then the end, and then the opening scene was done in 3D. And it took like three weeks to render. Yeah, and I remember doing this on, while we were on a road trip. And the computer would crash all the time. And I would call my mom and be like, check on the computer. And then the computer would crash. And I'd be like, boot up the computer, open up this program, press this button, and walk away from it. It was so fun. <laughs> yeah. And after we, we put all the movie together, I had to go to uh, Imagine, which was the theater we premiered at. And they had to tell me what format to put it in for the projector. So that was interesting. That took a whole day to render up too. That's that's a crazy format. I don't know anything about it, but yeah, that was how it came together in post production. Visual effects, editing, sound, motion graphics, color grading, <laughs> foley. We did foley too. Yeah, everything. We did we did it all. We we gave it the whole Hollywood treatment. So you know, your movie premiere was what. Four years ago already? Four years ago this month. Yeah. What oh was it like gosh. being on the big screen? I know you were really nervous. Oh, um, yeah. So I had been working on this movie for such a long time. And then the day finally came to show everyone. And um, it was at a beautiful theater called Imagine in Frankfurt. And it was just so surreal seeing something you made on screen like that. And I had done... Kevin's movies and I had worked on other films that had been shown in theaters like this before, but it was so surreal because it was my direction. It was, it was my story and everything I did. Um, it was super nervous. I was just overwhelmed too by the support that everyone came to and, and gave to me that day. And it was so meaningful because that earlier that like maybe a week or so, a couple days before the premiere, um, I was actually diagnosed with testicular cancer. Mm -hmm. So getting to go to the premiere and seeing all my friends and family and then having all this work I've done get appreciated and then knowing that my family and friends were behind me, it, it meant so much going into that, uh, that, that my first cancer treatment, which was just my first and only one. So I was so relieved about that. So it was just a stressful time for me mm -hmm. and I'm thankful everyone showed up and were there. Maddie, what about you? Yeah, I well, to piggyback off that a little bit, I remember when you told me about your 
your diagnosis and i was like oh my gosh i'm i'm so happy that he told me at the end of the day not that it was easy for you in any way but i was like damn it simic why'd you tell me i didn't even want to know but no i'm glad i know but i remember how how that made me feel how that made me feel so but uh the premiere i mean seeing it on screen it's nerve-wracking you like simic had said you know you do a great job on this film and you love what you made when you made it and then you're talking months later on that you're actually premiering it for, for fresh eyes. And when you're watching it and you're watching it in a room with all these new eyes, you're just picking apart everything that you did mm-hmm. and you're cringing at everything because yeah. within that, within that time that you're premiering it, you've learned a new technique or you're, you realize you could have done something better, but now it's too late. It's on the screen for everyone's viewing pleasure and you're just so nervous, but everyone in the audience, like I said, is fresh eyes and they're like, wow, they're blown away by everything that they're seeing on the screen. And it's, it, it makes you feel good. It, it takes away that nervousness at the end when everyone's clapping. I was very relieved when that was over. <laughs> even, even like my boss and your boss from our old jobs, like, you know, a couple of years ago, we, they came too to support. It was really good. It was awesome. So, what would you do differently? Well, besides everything, um, I guess I, if I were to write it now, I would try to follow a more lean, a more uh, structured three act uh, structure because, like, I I could look at this movie and be like, where does where's the first act? Where's the second act? Where's the third act? And then I have all this exposition near the end of the movie. It's like, what is that doing in there? Um, I would also have shot it on an actual DSLR instead of a camcorder because then you can get more fancy with the shots. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, it was such a learning experience to do it that there's so much I could list off, but you know, that's just my, my personal opinion is just, you know, the basics, you know, a more structured story and then like better, better microphones and, and cameras. Yeah, if I'd say more prep time would have been mine. Um, I feel like it came together so fast when you were like, hey, we're going to do this. And then I was like, okay, when are we doing this? And it was very soon. So I think prep time would have been something that I said I would have done differently, just had a little bit more of it. You know, maybe had a bigger crew because I know that, like you had said earlier, you were wearing so many different hats that I think that if we had some more crew members to relieve some of that, we maybe could have paid attention to some things that we look back on now and say, man, I wish we would have did that better or Absolutely. I wish we had an extra hand. So some more crew, um, like you had said, some rewriting of some scenes or making it a little more deficient of uh, act one, act two, maybe play down the, the powers a little bit more just because you know pete's character is new to these powers so maybe some things he would have wouldn't have been so good at at first yeah absolutely so which actors would you fan cast as pete darren orthy and gunther and mike you get to fan cast your own character so who would you pick um so for pete i would actually pick uh justice smith i think pete having a a a cool factor with being a little bit nerdy but also athletic that would be cool 
Justin's, Justin Smith does a lot of great vulnerable scenes. And for Darren, I think I picked one of the actors off of Cobra Kai. I can't remember his name, but he's a big muscular guy in Cobra Kai. Um, for my character Gunther, I would pick Gaten from Stranger Things. Yes. Just because mm. I feel like he's kind of giddy. And I'm kind of giddy. And that energy would match really well. And if I were to pick Orthy, I'd have to go with Sam Kathlin. Because okay. I, find, I like the idea of Orthy being kind of like superior and like being like charismatic and, and physically like huge and being kind of everything that Gunther wants to be. And then kind of having him being just on like the cusp of like success and, and riches and everything and have it all torn away from him at that moment in the accident would be really fun. Say we like to do uh, fan casts on our show, so that's why I thought this would be a pretty cool thing to do. Uh, so for Pete, I have Jaden Martell, and Jaden Martell plays Bill from the young Bill from the It series. Ooh, um, I thought he'd be a good Pete. And then for my Darren, I have Asher Angel. Asher Angel plays uh, Billy Batson Ooh, from the yeah. Shazam. And then for Orthy. And Gunther, I went older because I figured for their characters and being where they're at, they might be in their early 30s. So for Orthy, I have Nicholas Holt. Ooh, we just uh, saw him in the menu. Yes, watched the menu recently as well. And then for Gunther, I wanted somebody who has the same nerdiness that you had. Um, I went with Evan Peters. Oh, and Evan Peters, for people who don't know, he's from uh, Dahmer. He's Quicksilver. He's from Dahmer. He plays Dahmer. So he, he's, uh, he also plays not Quicksilver. <laughs> yes. Hey, what's what's his name? Ralph, Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. Yep. Uh, I actually met him at a convention. Yeah. A lot of energy. Yeah, I could see that. So, yeah, those those are my fan cast choices. That's awesome. So if you had to make mock again, but you couldn't make it into a live action film, what medium would you pick? Like a comic book, video game? Um, well, comic books usually come a lot. They're, they're, usually, they're either the first thing or like a thing that comes after everything else. Like you can get, you can go and you can pick up Avatar, the Blue People comic books now, but like the movie came first. But I think like what, what first popped in my mind was like a video game. Like at every level, you get to play one of the different characters, you know, Killer Queen, Mock. Orthy 9.8, and then, like, the 9.8 sections could be, like, Batman Arkham meets Super Mario Galaxy, like, where you get, con- you get to control the gravity and you get to go up up on the walls, and you get to jump really high or fall from distances, you get puzzles, that would be really cool. Um, and then, of course, an animated series would be cool, but probably a game first. That That's a good idea. I like that video game idea. For me, it would be a comic book, just because I read... I spend like $30 a week on comic books. So I'd want to see a comic. That's very, book. that's very conservative number, Maddie. I it's, I'm telling you, I spent $28 this week. Last week, I believe was 32. So it's right in that, that gap of, I, I'd say $30 a week. I spent on comic books. So Maddie, what is the most embarrassing thing Mike has done during your years of making movies together? I would say, uh, (laughs) I think that the most embarrassing thing about, about Mike or filming with Mike 
is that he's the worst dead body <laughs> in a movie ever. He's been a he's been a dead a dead body in two movies, and it's it's not mock for for listeners. It's not mock. Uh, there's two other movies that we made with our friend Kevin, and he's a dead body in them. And there was one of them where he just he has to lay on a slab, and he's about to have an autopsy done on him. <laughs> and obviously, we don't live in a world where we have money to spend on a fake dead body that doesn't breathe. So Mike is on this table and he's moving his arms. He's breathing, not heavy, but you could see his chest moving. And it's like, dude, stop moving, stop moving, Mike, or stop smiling as well. And uh, then the other one was we, he was a dead body on tower five and these kids have to dispose of the body. So they're, decide to take one guy in the arms, one guy in the legs, and they're going to throw him into a body of water. (laughs) And while they're doing that, one of them accidentally pulls his pants off (laughs) as they're going to throw him. (laughs) So, which, which isn't his fault, but it's like, damn it, Simic, why can't you be a good dead body? Oh man. I feel like, I feel like Peter Griffin, you know, he's like, oh, it's a dead body on this show, but I got a boner, so they kicked me off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you're so ticklish, too. Like, yeah, I am even ticklish. like a tickle of air, like you would laugh. Like, like um, Johnny Regulus trying to perform like fake CPR on me, but he was actually compressing my chest. So air was coming out of my, my nasal cavity and my yeah. mouth. And everyone's like, stop breathing. I'm like, I can't help it. He's compressing my chest. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, that's 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 the most embarrassing thing I think it was that he's the worst dead body ever. <laughs> uh, I will wear that title proudly. That is that was <laughs> super fun. So, what inspired you guys to become filmmakers? Uh, I think. Oh man, uh, I think I kind of fell into it like ac- an accident. Like, like you know, Ryan approached me with like the pitch to make it into a movie. I was like, making movies sounds cool. And then when I met Kevin, I was like, oh, I want to learn everything about that. That that makes you like the coolest person in the world that you make movies. And then when it was time to do it myself, I was like, I guess I'll do it. No one else is going to do it except me. I'll, I'll do it. So I guess, I guess chance just made me want to make movies. And then the fact that like people kept quitting and people kept doubting me and then spite became a big motivator for me. Um, Personal revenge, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's your Maybe. own. Uh, it's your own hero story. Yeah, I would say that my biggest inspiration was so when I was younger, I would film a lot of my friends who were in bands, and I would just take their music and make a music video out of different live performances of theirs. And I would use like Windows Movie Maker was my my editing software at the time. And then my uncle, who my uncle Adan, who was actually in mock as well, he uh, he was in college. And every time there was a project that he had to do for a class, he's like, we're going to make a movie. So I was like, all right, cool. So, again, this big boy pants thing came across us that we got to schedule. We got to do location scouting and editing and everything. So in a way, it was kind of my uncle that inspired me to do more with filming and take on certain roles and wear those hats like Simic said earlier. And now I've kind of stepped away from filmmaking, but I do, I edit vacation videos together for my daughters and my wife. So that way, 
years down the line, they'll be able to watch these 20, 30 minute videos of our vacations, but it's still a filmmake in a way where it takes a skill of editing and cinematography and you're going to add music or cutaways. Like it's, it's still a way of making movies. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to the windows movie maker back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause that's how I used to do things too. <laughs> I miss so, it. What's your advice for wannabe filmmakers specifically like two bros that are like, let's make a movie. <laughs> oh, like research and read. Like, I didn't even think to go to learn how movies were made other than just ask Kevin how it's done. Like there's lots of great books out there that you can read. There's lots of great templates for like shot lists and call sheets online. You could like, again, like story structures you could get online as well. I mean, there's so many resources online. Like you don't even need uh, to go to, to school to learn this stuff. You can kind of pick it up on, on the internet, but yeah, use all use every resource that you can, and um, don't be. You have to take full responsibility for it. Like if like all the time when I was making mock, people would people would drop out, people would cancel. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be the sole reason this movie gets made. Like you have to own it, all of it, a hundred percent, and you just have to follow through. Yeah, I would say that it doesn't matter what kind of equipment you have doesn't matter if you have a leonardo dicaprio doesn't matter if your script sucks just get out there and film something if if you're gonna learn you're gonna learn from all your mistakes yeah but if you but if you wait until you have the expensive camera and you have your leonardo dicaprio or you have the great script and then you make your movie and you make your mistakes then then you're gonna beat yourself up about it so just so just go out there and make your mistakes now because you're just going to learn every single time, no matter what you're making. I was in one of my classes and my professor said, you know what, don't ever make a feature length movie to show off your skills because there's not enough variety in them. And I was like, oh, well, that's a good point. And then he said, if you make a bunch of short films, you're, you will understand the process better every time you do it. So instead of jumping into a feature length film and making it like I did, start off making like two to three minute short films and then keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger so that when you make those mistakes, they're at such a small scale, like Maddie was saying. I'm dying to make another short film because it's <laughs> so much fun. And I'm I love the horror genre, so like I would continue with the horror genre. It's it's so. like a lot of like uh like photographers or as well. Like if if you're gonna take a picture of a flower, you're gonna take it straight on it the first chance you get and then once you you say you know what how can i make this different you're gonna go down lower you're gonna get a different angle or you're gonna make the light hit it different like there's so many things you're gonna learn from one little thing if you just keep trying mm-hmm. yeah and for our listeners i mean if you're interested in becoming a filmmaker you know you got an idea in mind you know you can always reach out to especially maddie and mike because they will offer you pointers so feel free to reach out to us comment or whatever um yeah so Absolutely. maddie thank you for coming back on and thanks, then mike, thanks for having me guys thanks for having me I appreciate yeah and it. mike thanks for uh sharing your expertise uh yeah with our whatever, audience. whatever expertise i have <laughs> yeah so yeah this was fun this was good Absolutely. So thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. And yeah, we have some good content coming up in the next month. We got like Ant-Man 
And Mike and I were just talking about the 25th anniversary of Titanic. So I'm so excited about that. (laughs) I'm a Titanic junkie. Um, But anyway, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week and we'll talk to you next time.